Have you all heard of Valor's Veterans Community AZ? Well, let me tell you about them. They are a 501c3 nonprofit which helps organize social gatherings and volunteer opportunities for veterans and their families. VVC was created in 2018 by our good friend Ro Gonzalez. You may have heard him on this show before. Uh, this guy's awesome, man. He's got the hookup to all sorts of sporting events, movie premieres, and all kinds of cool shit. Bringing like-minded people together not only allows everyone to share resources, but also helps reconnect that bond military members had while they were still in the service. VVC AZ also holds a monthly coffee social the third Saturday of every month where local organizations can share their resources. Their goal is to build Arizona's strongest veteran community by engaging veterans one at a time. Please check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and ValorsVeteransCommunityAZ.org. Fallen! All right, all right, everybody take a seat, grab a drink, let's get this show started. Three, two, and one. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dishonorable Mention. I'm excited about this one. Crystal? Oh, I'm nervous about this one. They make me so I know. sick. I know. It's, it's, it's gross. This, one, this, one's, this one's pretty bad. We're going to be talking about a, a really evil dude here. Uh, and as, as you know, uh, Dishonorable Mentions, you know, these are, these are ex-veterans, military, you know, this is the worst of the worst, you know? Uh, and, um, speaking of veterans, you know, not the worst of the worst, uh, just the veteran, you know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of what a weird introduction. I know, I know. It's, it's kind of a speaking weird intro. Of. Welcome to Fallen 360, Pete. <laughs> we, we've got, uh, Pete Barlow, right? Creator, uh, and also artist of GI Low. So, uh, I've been learning a lot about military cartoons or mill tunes, um, just in the, in the past few months, um. Ever since I, uh, you know, started interviewing uh, different folks and the the creator of Private Murphy, and, and um, you know, uh, Mr. Baker, and that's how I found out about you. And I believe you know you kind of uh, found out about me through him. And 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 so it's been a really cool ride. Uh, I myself have created a few cartoons. I was, uh, you know, in in a public affairs unit in the military, and I created a few myself. And so, it, you know, my interest just grew from there. I never knew there were so many different uh, military cartoons out there. So, um, with with that being said, you know, thanks for for coming on the show, and you know, tell everyone a, a little bit about yourself. I will first of all thank you very much for having me. Um, I imagine I'll uh, tell a little bit more about myself on uh, Motivation Alley. Um, but um, I am Pete Barlow. I write uh, G.I. Low. Um, I'm, I'm discovered you because uh, I heard the podcast. I'm friends with Mark Baker, so um, I, of course, listened to the episode he was on. And I was like, this guy's good interview. So, you know, message him like, hey, I would love to be on your show. And he's like, would you like to talk about serial killers? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but I guess I'll, I'll uh, make the through line here um, related to, you know, Miltons in, in a very roundabout sort of way. Um, so uh, there's a really great book out there by Durf Back Durf uh, called uh, My Friend Dahmer. And uh, it's, as you probably guessed from the title, about uh, his friendship with Jeffrey Dahmer back in high school. And the whole book is set in high school, and it's all about what Jeffrey Dahmer was like. And um, as I'm reading this really incredible graphic novel, it's com you know, com it started off as a comic book and then became serialized into wow. a graphic novel. 
um, I found out from reading that book that uh, Mr. Dahmer served in the army. Yeah. And of course, I did a little bit of research. Like, that's you know, it's impossible. How could Jeffrey Dahmer possibly serve in the army? You know, da da da. Um, and I found out that he got an honorable discharge. And now, <laughs> to this day, I tell my soldiers, if you get a dishonorable discharge, according to the army, you're worse than Jeffrey frickin' Dahmer. <laughs> the, um, that, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. The, the army's um, missed a few, though. You know, we, uh, I'll admit that. You know, as veterans, you know, Crystal, myself, you know, we, we, we've missed a few uh, different people um, when, when we let them out. So uh, it's, you know, but Jeffrey Dahmer, that's, that's a whole different beast, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I found out uh, the son of Sam, also an army veteran. Uh, the DC sniper, also, also an army veteran. veteran. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing? Um, what's uh, his name um, from the Oklahoma City bombing? Uh, Timothy uh, McVeigh, right? Oh, Timothy he's McVeigh. a veteran too. What he's the a hell? veteran too. Yeah, and uh, but you know what? Uh, I'm I'm with you. I I've always been interested in the psychology of serial killers. And by the way, that book you're talking about, um, I didn't know it was a it started off as a comic book or a graphic novel. But I did see, and I think, Crystal, you remember, we yeah. saw there was, a, I think, a series was made of it, right? Either a, a movie or a series on yeah. Netflix. Oh, they made a movie. Um, it's oh. oh, it was, yeah, the movie. Um, the, my, my only complaint about the movie is it's told from Jeffrey Dahmer's perspective, whereas the great thing about oh. the book is it's sold from uh, Durf Back Durf's His perspective. Friend, who right? actually did go to high school with him. Oh. Um, and what, what the movie missed is so many of those interesting little um, – I'm not sure if I want to say the word humorous, but little observations like that you'd only know from being there. Um, like my favorite is uh, the author comments, Jeffrey Dahmer got a prom date and I couldn't. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was pretty interesting. I'd like to see that or read the book since um, so good. The you know it, it it shows from a different perspective. Uh, you know they mentioned that it was uh, a book and it was written by his friend and the the friend is in the movie. Um, right, they, it's it's this one guy that 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 friended him first and kind of brought him into to the group, uh, apparently. But I I don't think they kept in touch, right? So which is no smarter the guy uh, to put that in the books. I like, just you know I stopped when he started killing. Uh, that's when we stopped <laughs> being friends. I didn't know about it, but just saying. I was out. <laughs> that was a deal breaker. You know, I mean, like yeah. him being weird. I mean, that was that was fun, but I mean, the murder not a fan of just immediately unfriended him on facebook not a fan yeah exactly you're unfriended sir well i mean i think everyone can identify with this who hasn't had just that one person in their circle of friends you're like i sure hope they don't grow up to become a serial killer (laughs) yes yeah i've known a few that that uh that i thought would be and then they ended up not being serial killers, so I don't know if that's the same thing. But there's <laughs> definitely a few of those friends that, well, you know what? I, maybe they just haven't been caught. There so, you go. Exactly. Who knows? Who knows? But I well, definitely uh, know. Well, we're those. gonna talk about Randy Kraft, and this guy got away with it for almost a decade. Man, oh my gosh. we yeah, and 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 like all serial killer stories, there's always that one time when they get caught, and some because of some technicality or some DA. Right (laughs) now, here's the thing, Crystal, you know, she is, you know, she's got her 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 master's degree uh, in in, I like to call it her hugging degree. Right. In (laughs) in in 
in therapy and I don't know she can tell you more about that but she knows a lot about the psychology of, of you know different um, um, I don't know why, why don't you explain it better because I, I suck I'm not the one with with this degree but she understands the psychology behind a lot of this she works with a lot of you know um, children and folks like that never really with with adults but you understand what 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 causes this right because a lot of this starts from childhood and that's kind of, uh, I would say, your expertise a little bit working in that field. So why don't you kind of explain that a little bit before we get into this? Because his childhood, like most serial killers, is going to play a big role in what he ends up doing. Yeah, it is really, really interesting when I, I'm, I'm so torn all the time. Because on one side you have this person was born, you know, like all of these... Um, you know, with craft, you can go through and you can almost pinpoint. You have a distant father. You have um, overbearing mother. Why well, you gotta look at me? <laughs> and um, but and his um, that he was a homosexual. He were, grew up in a uh, conservative family. That um, you know, it must have been hard to come out in the seventies. You know, as gay when it wasn't. He was in the military as gay, so he wasn't. You have these pinpoints. He wasn't accepted. He wasn't accepted. At, you know, he, you can see it so much in his, how he yeah. victimized. But then I'm also on the other side. I'm like, hey, listen, we all have shitty childhoods. That's what makes us funny. Right. Like, you don't need exactly. to go out and kill people. So I'm, like, always torn because, like, on him, and, and it was funny how you you mentioned with Jeffrey Dahmer's story, um, when I read or when I watched that movie, I thought they were very kind to him. They were kind of explaining things, and I'm like, his parents, gonna, yeah, like his parents and his dad and his mom, and it, like while I get there's proven fact that you know there's these issues, you're also like doesn't mean you're gonna grow up and kill people. So I, th- I thought they were. I very think kind it's almost him. like the perfect storm, right? Where. Mm-hmm. A lot of people might go through these same issues, divorced parents or absent fathers, you know, overbearing mothers, you know, and I say that only because that's kind of the the recipe. Yeah. But then there also has to be, I think, something inside that person, right? So if it's not in you, I think you grow up and you say, hey, I had a shitty childhood. So what? You move on, right? But for those special people that whatever (laughs) it is they have inside of them, um, whatever demons are in there, you know, I think it's just exacerbated by the fact that all these other things also happened to them. So they weren't able to deal with those things the same way as normal folks. I don't know. But, I mean, at the yeah, same I, time, yeah, these guys are also intelligent, which is like, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I completely agree. I mean, I've got lots of friends who uh, had divorced parents. I've got lots of friends who are gay. Uh, none of them are serial killers, at least yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, th- I think there definitely has to be something internal to this sort of this. Um, uh, you, you could definitely school me on this, Christy, but um, – just to be a sociopath i think that's the, the thing lacking human empathy um like uh, i've had plenty of people especially at the drills run academy who were like are you a serial killer um <laughs> I, I got the two most common questions i got were are you cid and are you a serial killer on um, for both answers it was just no and it was like um like let's listen if, if i'm like interrupt someone in a conversation i feel bad for a week um <laughs> i don't i i, I lack the um sociopathic gene that makes me you know just not have empathy for fellow humans you know right 
and, and when you say that, it's funny because when you look at some of these pictures of this guy, there's a famous, I, I mean, I say famous because it's the one that keeps popping up, of him in court where he's looking back and he's got a smirk and he's got his hand kind of like going like, what? I don't I don't know. He looks like Ted Bundy. He actually looks a lot like Ted. If you look at some pictures of Ted Bundy in court and very, very similar smirk, very similar hairstyle, you know, the whole suit thing. You're like, you're facing you know, the death penalty for murder of all these young men. Um, and and you're still smirking and looking back at, well, at the camera. It's so weird. So eerie. We'll get to this, but he's still alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I was, On I was death reading row. Him. Um, by the way. That's um, California I, for I you. Have a, I definitely have a post-it note <laughs> at my desk, which if, if found is going to be very suspicious, where I was taking notes at work. Um, like, oh, no. I'm still that to duty drill certain. So uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm online taking jotting down notes, and someone's gonna find it. Like, what the heck is Joe searching about? <laughs> Serial killer? What, what? Why is he looking up Just Randy Craft? Like... <laughs> so then um, let's let's get into it then, since we're here. Yeah, who is so, this Randy Craft? So let's see. Uh, let me get some of my notes up here. All right. So uh, first of all, born in 1945. Um, so right after you know World War II, his parents moved from the Midwest to to California. So there was a first mistake. Moving to California, <laughs> uh, he was known by, check this out, scorecard killer, which I have some some feelings about these nicknames, Southern California Strangler and the Freeway Killer. That's what that's what he was known by. So first of all, why three nicknames? What the people just couldn't decide on which one. Normally they stick to one, right? But for some reason these are the three different names. Now Freeway Killer was also apparently used. Or, the, or they were, there was other two other serial killers that were also named that, um, which for me that's not very creative. You know, for the most part, that's where they dumped their bodies. So freeway well, I killer. I think they were getting them all confused because there's like three sets of serial killers around the same time at the same, same time area, yeah. throwing them. I was like, that's yeah, you're right. That's a lack Murder of creativity. Murder was so hot back. In the it, was. it was. It was so yeah. hot. Especially Everyone. in Southern California too. And hitchhiker. So here's my other one. The Southern California Strangler. Not to be confused with what? The Northern California Strangler? <laughs> it's regional. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. That's the Southern California Strangler as opposed to the, the Central California Strangler. Like, what, what do you, why, why you get so specific? Might as well call him the Southern California Strangler of males aged 13 to 30. Is it because code well, <laughs> it's worth noting the Zodiac Killer was in the Bay Area, and you know we never caught him, so we, we just didn't want to hurt his feelings. Well, you know? I guess so. like we don't we don't want to get in your turf. You're the Southern yeah, California yeah. Killer. Yeah, yeah, you're not you're not up there. But even like Zodiac Killer, that's cool. So for me, I guess the Scorecard Killer is probably the one. If I was him, I'd be like, you know, just give me that name because that's really what he was known for. And I guess they didn't give him that name until they discovered him. That's probably why it wasn't as popular um, because when they discovered him, he had um, kind of like uh, encrypted notes, you know, in his journal and uh, about his the murders he committed and the people he, he killed. And so I guess that's where the Scorecard Killer came from. Um, so, Do you think if he was doing this now, it, they would have found like an Excel spreadsheet? An Excel spreadsheet, and he'd be yeah. like the Excel spreadsheet killer. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm waiting on that one. Well, we're eventually gonna have like the Snapchat killer or something yes. like well, that. Well, we've had you a know, Craigslist killer. Um, it's like, oh my God, everyone on his friend list, he murdered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He didn't just unfriend them. <laughs> he murdered them. He, he unfriended them. them. <laughs> he. 
so you're right, Crystal. We do have the Craigslist killer. That was kind of unique. Yeah, that was probably like the most uh, for social media. For social media, yeah. I mean, there's been some people on fa- on live Facebook that have gone and done some some horrible stuff. But as far as serial killers, I don't know. It's kind of, it seems like it's kind of hard nowadays to get away with as much murder as you used to be able to, yeah, right? Technology, it? you know. And I mean, it's a good thing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I'm well, not. I'm not trying to sound disappointed. DNA is, like, uh, I was having a conversation at work, you know, talking about this show. And um, it's like, you know, there's uh, someone says there's no good serial killers out there anymore. As, as though it's almost talking about, like, you know, there's no good bands out there right. anymore. <laughs> and I think the, one of the reasons why, um, you know, if you uh, – by the way, uh, in preparation for the show, I, I, I binge listened to uh, uh, True Crime, White Wine. Um, and um, – you know all, all these prolific serial killers. You know, seventies, eighties. You know, Mind Hunters on Netflix is all about the seventies. Awesome. Um, DNA has evolved. Like, well, DNA. What we know about DNA has evolved so much that you can't get away with being mm-hmm. a serial killer for uh, over a decade anymore. Um, I mean, you, you, know, you murder someone. It's like, well, we found your thumbprints. Oh, we found some hair. You know. Yeah. And, and yes. Profiling and, has has changed too. I know, I know you mentioned Mind Hunters. That's an awesome freaking show, by the way. Can't wait for what the third season. I think is coming out. Um, to be honest, I couldn't even get through the pilot. I thought the main actor was so bad. It just it, it pulled me out of the show. It, it's um, interesting, though. The, it's interesting. Well, I love David Fincher, who directed the pilot, um, who directed Zodiac. So you know, he's got a thing. Um, but the lead actor was just so wooden. I mean, maybe that was on purpose. It, it, it is. It, he, he's supposed to be this kind of strict, weird. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a weird character. Um, I, you know, just get through like when two or three of them. Hunters? Mine Hunters is like the the beginning of the FBI's. Um, that show you, know. you made me watch. I yes. you know what I'm gonna side with you and I will I will tell you that I slept through it and had to start <laughs> over, and then once I got hooked, I was more hooked than him. So yeah, it does get better. But you're right. You're right. So when, as they're going through their notes, they're trying to figure out because it's it's just interesting seeing how their mind works. Um, and and discovering like interviewing different uh, serial killers and then coming up with different terminology. So like the beginning of the word uh, serial killer or the term serial killer, you know, they kind of created this term uh, based on you know different uh, interviews they had they had done and all that. And they're the ones that kind of started profiling people and saying, oh, look at this, the the overbearing mother, you know, the 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 absent father, the the child that was abused and, and you know killing you know animals, like they started putting it all together, and so it's interesting as you see that. So yeah, pay no attention to to the acting, just you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it um, is interesting. After well, before we go any, f- oh sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, like I said, I, I'm, I'm, I, if I if I interrupt someone while they're talking, it's like, oh man, that's gonna be a week of guilt. Um, so sorry, Crystal. Um, before we go any further, I do want to say uh, I, I will say one positive thing about Randy Kraft before we go any further. I like his name. I don't know if he's a <laughs> killer. I, I, I like the name Randy Kraft. So that's really more a compliment to his parents. Yeah. Um, so to uh, Opal and Harold Kraft, uh, good job naming your son. Um, because the thing is, uh, when you sent me the message, like, we're going to do a show about Randy Kraft, I was like, oh, that's such a good name. It, Randy, it, 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 just it sounds like a movie name. It does. It like, flows. Uh, Randy Kraft in The Scorecard. Ra- Randall like, oh, Kraft. 
Yeah. So, do you think he's related to the Kraft family that owns the Patriots, or? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> a or, or the cheese. Or the cheese. Yes. The, 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 the macaroni. So, um, all right. So now we talked about you know those those were his uh, his nicknames that that were given to him, which like I said, you know, not very creative, but whatever. Scored car killer, uh, my favorite. So there's that. Uh, all right, so let's see. Let's let's get into a little bit of his history. So, like I said, he so you know before we get started. So when he got caught, you know he got convicted of sixteen uh, murders of young men, but in reality, I believe he there were almost seventy something. You know, you know, and I'm just going off of what I remember. Um to his scorecard. Yeah, yeah according, <laughs> check the scorecard and see what what it says. But yeah, there were supposedly uh, a, a lot more than what he got convicted for. I guess after sixteen, they're like, "Look, we got you." Um, yeah. and, and and apparently, as as we're gonna read on and and, and you're gonna hear about, there um, there were some that the bodies were never found, but evidence was found in his in his notes, his scorecard, if you will. Um, that he actually um, had met with those people or those individuals and he had certain um, key phrases in there that identified those people yet their bodies were never found so you know that sucks for the families you know to know that you know they may have had something to do with this guy but they never found their bodies so you know there's a lot I mean this guy I know he had an MO but at the same time, his MO was all over the place, as you're going to listen to. So, all right, so let's talk about this. So he was born, um, he was the fourth child, but only son. So once again, surrounded by women. I'm not saying that's the reason, Crystal. <laughs> I'm not saying that's the reason. Uh, let's see. So I guess when he was a young kid, he was uh, pretty smart, um, very intelligent. He even got moved into a special school where he... Um, um, it was a different school than the, the normal one or the elementary school where he had started because he had some special talent. So he was, you know, gifted, apparently. Uh, very intelligent kid. Um, his father, like we mentioned before, wasn't really around. When his family um, talks about, you know, the, the past, they, they mentioned how his father really wasn't social. He really wasn't at many family gatherings. Uh, the mom kind of made up for it by showing up to everything, doing everything. Uh, she was even part of the, the PTA. Um, so it was, um, you know, um, like I said, pretty average family. And like you said, Crystal, it's it, it sucks because that's there's a lot of people that grow up like that, right? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean they turn out to be serial killers. So, you know, whatever. But, you know, it is what it is. That's That's what happened. Uh, let me see. Let's get into his adolescence. So, Kraft had taken a knee, um, keen interest. This is this is gonna get weird. Uh, By the in way, I politics. just want to point out, I love that we're both reading the exact same portion of the Wikipedia page at the same time. Yes. We're <laughs> just kind of reading it, yeah. So I heard you say keen, and I was like, yep, yep we're there in the we same are, paragraph. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's the army way, man. We were trained. <laughs> so he uh, became very interested in politics around high school. And um, in, I, I don't want to get political here, okay? I don't want to get political here, but I, I'm going to skip forward a little bit. But he, he did start off as a, and it says staunch Republican, all right? You have to throw the, the word staunch out there, all right? But then, and like I said, I'm going to skip through. Later on in life, like right when he came out, um, to, you know, killing people, not, not when he came out as gay, he was always, 
gay. You know, people said that even during high school, you know, there was traces there, and his family talks about that as well. But, you know, obviously he hadn't come out yet. But when he actually became a serial killer, right around the same time he started murdering people is when he became a Democrat. So, just saying. <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to get political. I'm just stating the facts. Republican, nice young man, Democrat, starts murdering people. Weird. Just weird. That's all. All right? I would say <laughs> that maybe, if you wanted to look at it, that because he thought that those were his parents' yeah, ideas. Yeah, absolutely. And so he was forcing himself. So he spent his early life forcing himself into um, this what he thought his parents wanted to be and what he was supposed to be. And then when he went crazy, some of us dye our hair, some of us, you know, travel, he decides to become a killer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And it does talk about how he, um, a lot of those uh, thoughts uh, and his his conservative ways at the beginning were, um, you know, pretty much his his parents' views. And so he really, that wasn't really him until later on. So the true uh, him came out later. So once this guy started killing, it seemed like he just put all his effort into it. Um, When was the first year that he killed someone? So 1971. And then when did he end? I think 83 or 84 was his last one when when he got pretty much caught, right? Yeah. So that was a lot. And he had no, like he wasn't slowing down. If he hadn't gotten caught... There was no inclination that he was like, ah. I think 16 months between murders was the most he went, maybe, yeah, I think. Yeah, because he was dating. Yeah. Because he, he fell in love. He was. Aww, <laughs> it's so like, <laughs> Yeah. It's like when you get skinny and you're watching what you eat at the beginning of the relationship. But then he's like, ah, I got to be me. I got to go back to killing. But from my, from my, um, my investigative uh, journalism <laughs> that I did, by that I mean Wikipedia, um, he only he, he really was only in like two major relationships from what I understand yeah um, and but even then he still murdered through most of them he just went a few months between them like I said 16 months I think was the most he went between murders mm-hmm. so I don't know it was that one 19 year old that was that could have been the thing like that could have been you know his soulmate his that soulmate. changed him but something happened I just imagine that 19-year-old was reading a newspaper one day and saying, whoa, dodged a bullet. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. No kidding. Yeah. Well, that wasn't there. I know I I, I hate going back to, you know, um, Jeffrey Dahmer. He's taking up all the attention. But there was a scene where he supposedly, um, his friend, the guy that wrote the book, could have been his first victim. Remember when he was trying to? That was that was in movie only. That didn't oh. happen. Oh, oh um, they tricked us. I think it's, it's it's the best scene in the movie. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, it's definitely the most suspenseful. Um, but no, that that apparently didn't happen. Oh. Um, so from what I gathered from the book, is that uh, all of his friends kind of realized around the same time it was like, because it was less that they were friends with him and more they just found him so odd that they wanted him around he was kind right. of a so bad he's good kind of person he, he was the uh the, the 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 troll two of people right um, right and uh but after a while they're like this is getting old so most of them cut ties by the end of high school um but oh, that scene is terrifying because that's roughly what started to happen um, like he, he was fantasizing about killing people while he was still in high school. He killed his first victim. 
um, right after right he graduated. After. Yeah. Um, like the, the movie and the book both kind of end around the same time, which is uh, when he became a serial killer, right? and he wasn't just that really weird kid from high school. Yeah, we picked up that first hitchhiker, right? Yeah. Um, and um, I'm not sure if this is the case with Randy Kraft, but from what I understand of Jeffrey Dahmer, it was less about homosexuality and more just trying to own another person. Mm. Um, and it was, it was necrophilia, I think, was, was really more the, the angle that was going in. Yeah, that, this one's a little weird. Like I said, his M.O. was all over the place. Oh, all right. With Randy. I just want to, before we go any further, yeah. um, I, I, I this story is completely tragic. I mean, there are dozens of families that were destroyed by this monster. That being said, while I was doing research on this guy, I was shocked by the amount of sock up the anus yes. yeah. that I read. Yeah. That is apparently one of his MOs. Um, so it was just, I'm at work and reading about all these horrible things. I'm like, wait, his MO was sock up the butt? Yeah. And and also what that was could have it? been a nickname right there. So, sock, the, the sock, sock up butt. butt killer. The butt, the sock <laughs> butt. Yeah. So apparently he um, they in some of the victims they also found tissue paper, or traces of tissue paper in the um what do you call it um nostrils, so which means he was putting tissue paper up there and then the sock in the butt apparently they said this was a military technique. Um, and that's what I read because of the um, what what was the purging. purging? So the bodies won't purge. I guess when you know when when a human, you know, dies when the body goes, you know, um, everything else comes out, right? Muscles relax and and so apparently because he had people in his vehicle, he would put the sock up there to stop them from purging. So what? What up the butt? The sock. What what? <laughs> oh, <shut. laughs> He yeah, got you. He got me. I remember that. I remember that. That was a, that was a very popular song at, at one point. <clears throat> Here's what I, I don't understand. Okay, I do not remember learning that. And thankfully we have no, no. a drill sergeant. Uh, like yes. never in my military I, career did someone say, and if someone dies in battle, I don't put well, something up there. First of all, first of all, he was in the uh, I, Air well, Force. So. I am a drill sergeant, so I'll yes. make sure that my soldiers now know that. You know, yeah. it's like if you kill someone and you don't want them to poop all over your car, put a sock up their butt. Yeah, there but, you go. But here's here's the thing: like, who knows? Like, maybe it was in some kind of specialty career or something. I don't know where they. I mean, I don't know. I'll ask my medic buddies see if they they know anything about that. But um, here here's the thing: so let's get into it. Then we talked about. Um, his high school career and how he got it, you know, being into the re- Republicans and, you know, even helping, um, you know, local um, officials get elected. And he really got involved. Right. And the same thing happened when he got into the Democratic Party. He he got really, really involved. Smart kid, everything else went through college uh, towards the end of his career. He really got into drugs and alcohol. And so he barely finished. He finished like a year later or like eight months after he was supposed to be done. But hey, nonetheless, Kudos, he got his freaking degree. He got his bachelor's degree, and then shortly after that, joins the Air Force. Apparently, um, you know, he made it up to Airman First Class, which, correct me if I'm wrong, that's specialist. That's an E-4 in the Army. Um, Actually, tell you what, we have, I got my Wikipedia page up. Let me see what E-rank that is. Um, That would be a, all right, third enlisted rank, so I guess it would be E-3. Oh, so he made it to E-3. I know, they, they... they make it sound like he was like they running did. shit. They they, they <laughs> made it sound like he was in charge of, of, of a lot of 
Well, for civilians, I mean, they read airmen first class. That's yes. that's that's a big deal. Whereas, you know, it's it's a if you uh, said private first class, like what, what? a big deal. It's like yeah, motherfucker, no. you're PFC. You're, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're not. So he was an E three apparently. So you know, hey, but with a bachelor's degree, that's you know, I guess. I know. Why would he not go to be an know, officer? Well, and at or at least start off as a E four, right? Or something with a degree. Um, it may have been different back in the sixties. Yeah. Um, like, cause um, I like when I I have a bachelor's degree. I I get my bachelor's before I joined the army. I never heard of a specialist. So when my recruiter was like, "You could become an officer, or you could become a specialist," I was like, "Wow, that sounds awesome. That sounds fancier. I want to be a specialist. <laughs> I mean, anyone could be an officer, but I want to be a specialist. Yeah, like right off the bat because you had your oh, yeah. degree, right? So. You know, but maybe this is kind of proof that he wasn't crazy, that these were choices, because he wasn't crazy, like he didn't want to be an officer. Wait, That's... Did, did you, oh, yeah. I mean. Are you talking about like... Pete or no. crap? Or crap? Both. <laughs> uh, like... Well, I love that you asked me to talk about a veteran serial killer from the Air Force. Like, uh, there was just, like, I, I knew that this guy was in the military when he said we we're going to talk about him. Yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, thank God, the Air Force, because they don't get, you know, enough flack. No. Uh, like, the, the running joke right. is, um, like, the Army would create someone like Jeffrey Dahmer, the Marines would create someone like Lee Harvey Oswald, and the Air Force creates someone like Bob Ross. Yeah. Right, 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 right. But, um, yeah. but, but oh, finally, but an airman crap. killer. Oh, good. They've had it too good. So, so he's he he was also in charge. Check this out. And I don't know. Maybe you can tell me this because you know, dealing with privates and training folks and all that shit. Um, he was in charge of painting, training airplanes. What what's that about? What what MOS is that? I've never. I heard. don't know. But that sounds like a pretty chill MOS. You're in Southern California, uh, painting planes. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was in charge. Oh, so I don't, I don't, I don't know what that means. If he's in charge, if he's just standing around going, yeah, that that looks like a light, a, a, a light shade of green, that that one make it a little darker. Like I, I don't know what, or or is he when they say in charge, meaning like he's the one painting all the airplanes. I don't know, but I've never heard of that. I didn't think we did that. Just like you know, cooks in the military, while they're still they still exist. Um, most bases, even overseas, uh, foods done or cooked by civilians. Or contractors I'm assuming that the same thing with painting our airplanes uh, we wouldn't leave that up to our airmen or our you know soldiers if you will but I no, don't know. We, we definitely wouldn't do that still um, I, I imagine all of this um, military painting their own planes ended uh, probably around the 550 second time that someone painted a dick on the plane <laughs> Yes, I agree. Um, it's just like, you know what? Just we're done. You know what? That's it. Over. No more dicks yeah. on the plane. And that was the end of the 62 series, 62 Charlie series, whatever that MOS was. I don't know. But um, yeah, and, and yet we still now we draw dicks with airplanes in the sky. I don't know if you guys remember a few years back. Oh, that was that was the most military thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that was that was the, the, the classic, like, all right, you won't let us paint dicks on the airplanes, then we will use the airplanes to draw dicks in the sky. So um, anyways, but we, we digress because uh, we're talking about Randy Kraft. But it, you know what? It, it actually kind of does go with Randy Kraft because amongst, 
you know, the things we talked about, he burned people with, with a cigarette lighter. We, we mentioned how part of his M.O. was stuffing socks up their butts, you know, apparently for purging reasons. Um, and um, what else did he do? He cut off people's genitals. That's kind of where I was going at. Um, he did he did cut off a few hands that were never found on some of the victims, which that's a little weird. Cut some uh, some of the limbs off. Some people were found, be, you know, beheaded. Uh, or decapitated. Um, I like how in that sentence you said a whole line of horrible things, and then when you said they cut off the hands, that was a little weird. Well, <laughs> that, yeah, that's yeah. your that's your stop. I mean, that's, cutting that's, off that's, hands. that's weird that's to me. Normal. Hands though, that's just uh, like, dude, what you, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> yeah. Well, I I guess I meant the weird part was that they never found the hands. Is what I meant. Oh. All the other okay. stuff. Yes. While the other stuff is weird, but the fact they didn't. What was he doing with the hands? Where were they? Mm. You know, I'd like to know. That's I'd like true. To, if anybody out there knows where where these these hands are. Um, I would be very disturbed if someone knew. It's like, oh, yeah, they're in my basement. Yeah. <laughs> I, I collect the hands of murder victims. That's the jar that he gave me. Maybe he had, yeah. a, like, food truck selling to other serial uh, killers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, just se- selling selling body parts. So, anyways, like you mentioned, Crystal, he literally went, you know, murdering people back to back to back. So, I'm going to go forward to, let's see. So, here's another thing, too. This is another good thing to remember. He was in Southern California, so a few Marine bases around there, right? Uh, Pendleton is, is in that area. Apparently, a lot of his victims were young Marines, too. I thought that was really interesting. Like, he took this whole rivalry, you know, like we've already said, Thank Air Force you. jokes. Yes! He took it um, too far. I- yeah, I, I read that, and um, I, by the way, um, I'm going to give a shout-out to my senior drill sergeant because I was talking to her about this, and she loves true crime. Um, and I was probably talking about the fact that this you know, this former airman who most of his victims were Marines, and she had a really great observation, which is um, if this happened today, if there was some uh, disgruntled airman going around killing Marines, uh, he definitely would have shoved crayons up their butts. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Yes. That's, That's true. what I was going to say. Is that how he got them in the car? Like, did he's like, hey, here's well, the crayons. You know, I, I know I, I say, you know, funny you should say that. It, it's not funny because this is horrible, right? It's horrible. But in one of the statements, um, it talks about one of the young Marines that, that, that uh, or not one, I'm sorry, uh, several, that what he would do is he would, you know, um, um, Offer them a ride. He'd, he'd catch them walking, right? And this was for all his victims, but the Marines specifically, I, it made me think about this. If you offered a Marine a ride somewhere, he'd be like, no, it's okay. I hump everywhere, right? I, I run, I walk, I march everywhere. I'm good. I don't need a ride. That's not really interesting to me, but you say alcohol? Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> that's that's, that's how you a, got them. That is DOD-wide. Yes. Um, I guarantee you, if a strange man was driving down the road and offered any of my soldiers beer, it's like, wow, you're cool. Yeah. And then hop in and then get murdered. <laughs> yeah, and that's how you end up murdered. See, there, there's a lesson right there. Hi, guys, this is what happens when you drink beer. You get murdered and you end up with a sock up your butt. <laughs> so don't drink. Safety brief. <laughs> yeah. Safety brief. That's a safety brief right there. But guess what? I, I just I don't feel like that would be enough to stop them i just want to know where the marines were at this point like you're a general and all you about every couple months one of the marines disappears <laughs> and they find them along the freeway like 
wouldn't you escalate this? And be like, guys, you guys being to be on the alert. Like, that should have been the safety well, brief. I would like to point out, up until uh, yesterday, um, none of my soldiers were allowed off post because of COVID-19. Um, <laughs> now, admittedly, COVID-19 has killed more people than Randy Kraft. But okay. um, there's just sort of this, yeah, again, that safety brief of, hmm, uh, every month a new Marine dies. Uh, I, I feel like at some point, just like, all right, no more off-post privileges. Right. Exactly. Listen, this is what it would sound like. Look, guys, it's Friday. I know you guys want to go out there. You want to have fun. You want to drink. You want to have sex. Here's the thing. If you have sex, wear a condom. Protect yourselves. If you drink, don't drive. If you drive, don't drink. And by the way, don't get in cars with strange men because you will end up with a sock up your butt. All right? I know. It's like Got it. there's Go. ISIS out there, there's clowns out there, and, and there's, there's Randy Craft. Uh, there's Randy Don't Kraft. get in the car what with Air the Force guys. Marines would have been like, uh, the clown killers in Chicago, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm worried about John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Hey, so by the way, um, no, I'm probably wrong, but I'm like, was John Wayne Gacy also in the military? Um, I didn't know. Um, I don't think he was. A little bit of research on him in advance because I was kind of wondering. It was like, um, like, uh, I don't think Ted Bundy served, although it kind no. of makes sense. It, it just seems, um, I think John Wayne Gacy, uh, just went directly into like the civilian job market. Um, but doesn't that seem like it would make sense if John Wayne Gacy was in the military? Yeah. Plus it's Chicago. So, I mean, you know, like the, 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 the Navy base right there, you know? Oh, yeah, that's true. Also John Wayne Gacy, um, he, I think would have fit in the Navy. Uh, Ted Bundy would have been, been a, he would been have been an officer. A, Ted Bundy would have been an officer because oh, yes. he loved himself so much. Yes. A, a pilot. Actually, oh, Ted Bundy would have been a pilot. Mm -hmm. That <laughs> we just compared Ted Bundy to pilots. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, actually, I, I had a teacher um, in. Uh, so I'm originally from the Chicagoland area. Um, so I had a teacher in junior high who was next door neighbors with Mr. Gacy. Um, and me being the creepy little kid I was, I was like, D details. I want to hear all yeah. about this. And um, so she goes. Well, he was really quiet, mostly kept to himself. I was like, damn it, it's the same thing you hear about every Everybody killer. Everybody else, yeah. That's, and that's probably why they didn't get caught for so long. But although John Wayne Gacy, there's a lot there, man. The cops missed a lot because he was caught with underage, you know, ki uh, boys as well, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah. Well, um, A lot. Dahmer, one, of his one of his Jeffrey Dahmer's victims ran out of his apartment into the street, found the police, and... Jeffrey Dahmer was able to talk him out of letting him back to his apartment. Right. Yeah, they're like, no, no, he's fine. We just, you know, had a little discussion. He's okay. I, I mean, like, I don't man. know if the police just weren't trained on this very well back then, or they didn't care, or were serial killers just better back then? They, they, were they? Well, <laughs> I think it's, I, you know, I think that that shows you where our social mindset was back then, because it's like, oh, you're gay? I don't want any part of this. Yeah, you and, guys handle it oh, yourselves. You guys, like I don't. La 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 la. Right. And yeah. So speaking of that, you know, um, so I know we've kind of gone all around, but trying to go back to the timeline. So um, he got out of the military because he uh, admitted to his officers um, and um, higher-ranking folks that he was gay, and so he actually got out with a medical. I guess uh, is that is that what they used to do back then or I mean well until fairly recently I mean like uh, um, I think about the 60s um, uh, homosexuality was considered a mental illness mm, that's probably why then right mm -hmm. they just said oh well you're you're not medically fit to 
to fight. So, um, so that's how he got out, right? And then um, shortly after that is when his first actual, um, it wasn't a murder. It was a sexual assault. That's how it started of a 13-year-old boy. This is where it gets oh, gross because this, guy. this guy's a piece of shit, man. Like he, his, his victims range, like I said, from 13 all the way up to, to the age of 30 and all males, by the way. And like we said, a lot of them happen to be uh, Marines. But that was his first, um, his first victim was, was a sexual assault, which again, same thing. No one did anything about it. Nothing really was was done um, because I think the police went and searched his his home without a warrant. You know, the DA said, "Eh, but there's nothing here. Just let it go." And, and didn't they that was, say that the 13 year old took the the drugs willingly, so it was his fault? Right. Something I mean, like that. We've come a long ways because right. I think in this day and age, like. No, you don't get to. You know, thirteen-year-olds don't willingly take drugs, and even if they do, it's, they don't know. It's they're not stupid. on them. Yeah, they're all stupid. They're all stupid teenagers. They don't know what they're doing. So, right. yeah. We, so nineteen. So his last murder was in eighty-three. Actually, I know I said eighty-four earlier. Just trying to correct myself there, but it started in seventy-one, um, and I guess the oldest victim was thirty-five. Correcting myself, they're not thirty. So he went from thirteen to thirty-five. Um, nonetheless, piece of shit, right? Um, let's see. He was only charged, like we said earlier, with 16, but, you know, there was uh, 50 other unsolved murders that he was linked to. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of freaking murders. Sexual assault. I mean, think of how many other folks he just sexually assaulted because there were, there were a lot of folks that he was involved with a lot of, um, um, what it even said here, hustlers. Apparently, he would go down to to the pier and, and hook up with, with hustlers. That's just the way it said it. I, I don't know exactly what that means. Is that but like male prostitutes? I guess. I guess that's that's what they're trying to say. So that's kind of where it started. But imagine what happened like outside of the um, the murders. You know, there was also a lot of other shit that he was doing. So. Uh, it's so gross. First suspected murder victim on October 5th, 1971, police found the nude body of a 30-year-old Long Beach resident named Wayne Joseph Duquette uh, discarded um, right offside the highway. Um, well, I, you talked about the, um, you know, going after hustlers kind of thing. Um, I wonder the reason why he went so long without getting caught is the same reason why Dahmer went so long is that um, with him, uh, he was seeking out uh, gay black men in lower income neighborhoods. So it was like, you know, people that, you know, wouldn't necessarily get the Be attention missed, of the police right, right. away. Yeah, and that, that could be the, the, the same thing here. But, um, yeah, and he, like I said, he, he wasn't just murdering all these people, but he was also hooking up with people. I mean, he was all over the place. That's the thing. Like, that's what I was saying. Like, he killed, you know, we know 16 that he got tried for, uh, 16 of them, and then 51 others that he was associated to in some way, shape, or form. But like I was saying, how many others did he sexually assault or, or just rape? Mm -hmm. And how many other things did he do that everybody's like, well... That's nothing compared to the horrible things he did here. So we're going to let those go. And because they talk about some of the stuff that he did um, to, to young kids. But imagine how many young kids were assaulted that just never said anything because they were, you know, as always, you know, rape victims, you know, especially back then. And especially yeah. being homosexual, you're yeah. like, you're not going to say anything or tell anyone. So I can't even imagine all the other shit he did, too. But this is what we know of. So, um but yeah, um, you mentioned it, Crystal. He literally went on just killing for what is that? Twelve years, essentially, Ugh. just twelve years. So I'm gonna go skip right ahead to um, 
this important one where in 1975, uh, Kraft abducted and murdered a 17-year-old high school student named John Liras. The youth was last seen boarding a bus on Long Beach. His uh, strangled body was found the following day, discarded at Sunset Beach with a foreign object protruding from his anus. Once again, his M.O. So without going into much detail, I mean, this was a horrible murder. The thing about this one in 75 is this one's the one that that got um, that almost got him put away early on. So in 1975, halfway through his his um, his his murder career, and um, this is the one that that he kind of slipped a little bit. They found some evidence, but also the DA once again um, there wasn't enough evidence. They also discovered other things about the the kid had um, you know taken drugs and alcohol, and so they're like, well, it sounds like the coroner you know um, you know uh, cause cause of death was um, poison or something like that, or, or uh, alcohol poisoning, I'm sorry. And so they didn't investigate any further, and so he got away oh. again. So this one spooked him, because then he went for a while. And by the way, when I say spooked him, it took him a while to get back to his old ways. Six months later. Oh, So his recovery. His recovery. Six months later, uh, in December of that year, in 75, he killed again. And then he went for a while. Um, for This is where he went, like 16 months again, before he killed again. Um, and actually, no, I'm sorry, he went about, you know, a few months, six months, seven months, and then after that, he went 16 months in a row, and I think that's because he was having relationship issues, so, you know, that kind of took away his attention from murder. So, okay. You know, and then then he started back up again, though, and, and just never stopped. Ugh, so gross. in 76 is when he kind of started back up again, and then from then till 83 is when he just kept going. I just, it always boggles my mind how, like, he's still alive and other people are put to death and they kill, like, one person. And you're like, where is this? Like, don't you think, like, well, how is this guy still alive? An interesting little stat is uh, this guy was sentenced to death the same year that um, The Little Mermaid came out. So oh the God. entire history of humanity that The Little Mermaid has existed this man has been waiting to die. That's crazy. Just, oh, That's yeah, crazy. I, I, I don't know if we want to do this in full chronological order. I, I like I read this whole article about his life on death row right now, which you know over thirty years, um, a lot has happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I can kind of you know sit back on that. I've got some interesting. Oh yeah, go, hey, let me. That. So let me let me. We'll get in, get into that. Let me just talk about this real quick, just so people understand exactly what happened. So. Like I said, he got back in, in 76, he got back on the saddle, so it took 16 months off, um, and 76, he murders a, a kid named um, Fox, I know that sounds weird, but it's F-U-C-H-S, I don't know how else you would say that name, um, but that's, <laughs> just just saying, it's, it's a weird name to have. Um, and then, in, in, uh, let me see, killed a few other people, January 3rd, 1978, homicide investigators again convened to discuss progress in relation, oh, because, so apparently um, he had been killing some people in Oregon as well, and then he ended up uh, going on a trip to Michigan, apparently on, on work, uh, and he murdered two guys. First it said cousins, I thought they were his cousins, but apparently the, <laughs> the two guys were cousins, murdered Aww. those two, so those are the two in Michigan. Um, outside of Michigan and Oregon, everybody else was in California. So every all the murders were California murders, pretty much. Southern California, right? Mm -hmm. Hence the name 
Southern California Strangler. Um, let's see. In 78, April 78, killed an 18-year-old boy. June 11th, the body of a 23-year-old boy. Uh, well, not a boy. This guy was a young man. Uh, Roland Gerald Young. Had a young. He was young, and his last name was Young as well. Was found near San Diego Freeway. Uh, eight days later, the body of a 20-year-old uh, Camp Pendleton Marine named Richard Allen Keith was found discarded going. along the freeway again three weeks after the murder. Uh, on July 6th, Kraft killed a 23-year-old uh, hitchhiker. Let me see what else. I'm telling you, this this is where it gets a little crazy. September 29th, the body this is of a 20 year old. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is where it gets crazy. Like I'm with you. I mean, until look at this. I'm just body. I'm just telling the, the the dates here. Body of a 20 year old Richard Anthony Crosby was found discarded 200 yards north of Highway 71. Uh, let me see. By Kraft in 1978, uh, the last known victim claimed by Kraft in 1978 was a 21-year-old Long Beach truck driver named Michael Joseph uh, Inderbiden, however you say that name, it's weird. But anyways, um, feel bad for for all these victims, but yep, San Diego uh, Freeway. He was found uh, off the San Diego Freeway on November 18th, 1978. That was his last victim, but as you can see, that last run there, like he he either knew something was coming or he just couldn't control it anymore. But Mm -hmm. as you can see, that last run there was just like bam, 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 just one after another. Insatiable. Yeah. I think the word would be. Insatiable. Yeah, like it's like it's just not enough. You got to do it every day. And it says here, Kraft, uh, well, actually, I'm sorry. No, that was just the last... Oh, I'm sorry. That was the last murder in 78. Um, he Jeez. wasn't. That, 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 I thought that was the last murder. Apparently, he murdered till the early 80s. Because um, so, the last one is the most interesting when you talk about how, how you luck out. Because the right. last one that he killed was like he picked up two kids. And then, but one of them he dropped off. Um, and then yes. he went on to kill the guy's friend. So I'm like, how lucky could that kid have been to get kicked out where the serial killer's like, nah. Or how annoying. Like, you're so annoying, I just don't even want to do it. If being that annoying will save your life, I will continue to be as annoying as I yeah. am. Exactly. It's like, okay. man, I don't even want to murder you. You're Just get out of my car. Yes, just go. You're right, because he did, he did um, you know, he let that one kid go. He took both of them originally, right? Came back to the park, let him go, said, nope, get out. And then he <laughs> took the other kid with him, and, and he wasn't, um, you know, ever seen again, alive. Uh, let me see here. So yeah, that one, and then after that is that's when the whole Oregon, you know, um, state troopers and the police started to put put uh, pieces together. Mm-hmm. They're like, this guy's only, you know, because he had killed a few people up there, and it was only when he was in that area. And they started say thinking that this person might be out of town, right, or out of state. And that's when they started getting in touch with other state law enforcement officers, California. And that's kind of when they started piecing things together. So. Oregon, you know, doing great things, I guess, you know, catching yeah. serial killers. But um, apparently, so his last murder was in 83. And this one happened just like most of them. He was driving erratically. Cops saw him, pulled him over, said, you know, drinking, driving. I'm sure the cops didn't expect uh, what they would see or find. He comes out of the, of the car. Obviously, he's stumbling. So he's like, oh, he fails, uh, <laughs> uh, um, you know, um, 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 you DUI. You <laughs> 
and they notice his pants were unzipped. Everything's like, eh, whatever. He's he's a drunkard. When they look in the car, there's a body there. It was kind of covered up slightly with a jacket. They un um, they take the jacket off, and his pants are also unzipped. Um, they touch him. He's cold. They're like, oh, this guy doesn't seem like he's alive. Take his pulse. He's he's dead. And apparently, you know, um, he had died of uh, alcohol poisoning, but he had also been tortured, strangled, his hands had been tied, and, and that happened to also be another Marine. And Aww. that was how this guy got, got captured. But, I mean, but think about it. Like, I know they were already investigating. I know Oregon had already got in touch with California, and they were all kind of looking and putting the pieces together. So I'm sure it was, it was inevitable before they caught him, but he literally got caught because he was driving erratically. And if he had ditched the body, like, before he got pulled over? Yeah. They probably would have never... Who knows? They also found bloodstains on the car, so which is probably from other victims because he, the the victim they found in the car that day, was had no wounds or anything. So, I mean, this car must have been just covered in so much evidence. But, you know, back then they didn't have DNA or any other tests, so he might have gone away. You're right. What you you gonna literally say had to have a dead body in your car for it to be like, hmm, there's something suspicious here. <laughs> And uh, I read this article, uh, and it was about um, a cousin of that Marine who was uh, murdered. Um, and it was just sort of this, like, how much more evidence do you need? And uh, um, Randy Kraft still maintains his innocence. Jeez. Um, in, in, on death row, he's like, oh, I was a patsy. I, I was, you know, like, uh, I was the fall guy. And it was like, uh, there was a dead body found <laughs> in the car. That's his... Uh, well, patsy for who? Like, that's like, oh, the Republican Party set me up for this. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein set him up since back then. Um, so you were saying earlier, though, um, that now that we kind of went through this guy's timeline, how he got captured, and that you read a book or an article on his oh, time no, on our, death row? Uh, please. I, I wish I had time to read books. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely a, a Google detective on this. Um but this article about what he's like on death row, because, I mean, you know, 30 years, a lot happens then. Um, and one of the more interesting notes is he plays bridge with other aging serial killers. So I just kind of pictured, like, the Golden Girls, but with serial killers. <laughs> that that <laughs> makes for a great series. This very quaint image of all of these monsters playing bridge. And it's just it's just sort of like, oh, that's uh, that's a, that, that that's in our world. That's a fun thing to imagine, but also really gross. Um, and like uh, someone was commenting, well, he listens to music a lot. He's a big fan of Jimmy Buffett. And I was just like, oh, is, is Jimmy Buffett like a, a red flag for serial killers, too? Yeah, no kidding. Right. <laughs> that's that is weird. Um, yeah, I, I I I don't even know what to say. I mean, this is one of the 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 weirder ones. They're, I mean, they're all bad, you know. Um, we we cover all different types, and in in um, Disrable mentions too, we have other folks that we cover that aren't necessarily considered serial killers. Uh, but I don't know if you've heard of Robert Bales. So he was actually a recent guy in 2011, 2012, where he murdered uh, pretty much a small village in Afghanistan by himself. Um, my buddy. Um, who I, you know, I was in the military with too. He knows him personally. Like he was deployed with that guy uh, a few times. Uh, not the last one where this guy got, you know, 
went he just lost it but he's not necessarily a serial killer but the guy killed like 12 or you know i think maybe it was 15 people uh I some think of Crystal, them being you could children. probably correct me on this wouldn't that be a spree killer oh yeah there you go it's Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. Probably. But, I mean, all he went, I mean, he, he went to this village. I guess it was after they had been attacked, and um, he was obviously pissed. I, I get it. You know, uh, if you've been to combat, you, you get it. You know, if you've ever lost a, a buddy in, in the military and you've, you've been there, you, you understand the anger that we have towards, you know, the folks that did this, the people that were involved, right? But um, apparently he lost it and he took it out on a, on a innocent village of folks. And this is, you know, like I said, when I say recent, you know, it was eight years ago, but still that's, that's pretty recent. So those are the type of folks that we cover while that's horrible and disgusting because he cut off ears, apparently kept them as, as, you know, trophy ears for what a day, because that's how long it took before he got caught. Um, but you know, uh, you could say he had a mental lapse, whatever, but we're going to get into that history when we cover that one. That one's going to be another very interesting and deep you know i know crystal and kind disgusting. of disgusting he yeah. bothers me more than this craft guy because he he just had issues before he even joined in yeah, and just something about him that mm-hmm. what would you say you you said he had what what he's kind of narcissistic. issue oh he's narcissistic and you can see that in all i think that's another most of these guys most of these guys and it's why like this alpha thinking that they're better than everyone um angry yeah, wanting to take it out on everyone. on everybody else, but the thing is that they take it out on victims that are um, helpless. I know, you know, so. they don't even pick on. Well, I don't know. This guy picked on young Marines, so you know, I mean, that, that's pretty fucking ballsy. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, from what I know of Marines, um, most of them could definitely kick an airman's ass. Yeah, <laughs> um, but, especially if he's like a, this, like you know, like this, this scrawny middle-aged guy. Um, I, I would imagine there's been a few attempted Randy Crafts out there where it's like, I'm going to pick on Marines. I'm going to murder them all. And then he immediately, you know, got his ass stomped. Yeah, I mean, I, this guy had to be just, he, he, he must have just outsmarted most of his victims. And he probably picked on folks that he knew were probably already, maybe had been drinking, you know, there's something going on there. And then obviously he used to drug most of them, if not all of them, you know. So that that's probably the only way he was able to do this stuff. But um, once again, from the psychological, psych, psych, psychological, uh, <laughs> I told you I'm not the smart one here, but from, from that point of view, like just interesting story and just how crazy everything developed and, and what he was able to do and get away with for so long. So, so many different interesting angles from the beginning, um, all the way till the, the end. And even like you mentioned, like even in prison, he still admits or, you know, refuses to admit his guilt. And he's getting really good at bridge. Huh? Yeah. And he's getting really good at bridge. Well, when um, you're when you're playing other serial killers, you know. Uh, well, you can't uh, I lose. Can't I've never heard of this guy, um, especially considering just how extensive his um, his his track record was. Um, and I think the reason why Randy Kraft isn't as famous as uh, you know Ted Bundy or whatnot, um, is because he's a huge dweeb. Um, I, I, I feel no uh, guilt in making fun of this asshole. No. Um, I'm not sure if you're allowed to swear on the show, by the way. Yes. Oh, yeah. um, and um, I mean, like even his name, the scorecard killer, it, it doesn't evoke terror. It evokes fantasy football. Yeah, yeah I was thinking um, uh, goofy golf, like, yeah. <laughs> like the scorecard. Like Just, putt putt. Um, so, I mean, uh, th- th- there's nothing like uh, that. The, he lacks that edge. Because, I mean, with Jeffrey Dahmer, um, I mean, I'm, by the way, I'm not trying to uh, glorify any serial killers out there. Um, like these, these are monsters. They, they, they 
deserve to rot in hell for all eternity. Um, but when it comes to like the, um, uh, the, the, the selling, I guess, of a serial killer, like the image, right. you know, with Jeffrey, with, uh, Ted Bundy, you know, he was this, this charming and intelligent sociopath who was able to, you know, fool everyone, um, with Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, he was this psychosexual cannibal, John Wayne Gacy. He was a evil clown. Uh, yeah. with Randy Crab, he was just this big dork, uh, computer programmer from Southern California who kept a scorecard of all of his murders. That, I love that, that, um, your, your imitation, by the way, cause I, I hope that if I ever, you know, see a video of this guy and he sounds exactly like that, I'm like, that's hilarious. You like nailed have, it. Have you seen my scorecard? Every time I kill someone, <laughs> I put down their initials. I also like to put down statistics about this. And it's just like, oh, God, you know, I, I, I hope as soon as he got to prison, someone kicked his ass. Well, yeah, over and over. Well, apparently, so here's one of the scorecard readings. Uh, Navy White was was one of the names that he had on there. And this was believed to be, uh, by the investigators, a 17-year-old uh, named James Sean Cox, who they never found, but uh, an apprentice medic stationed at um, Mather Air Force Base. So, you know, he hadn't he had all these weird names. And so people, you know, or the, the, the police and investigators, FBI, you know, they 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 were trying to connect all these weird nicknames and, and, and uh, cryptic messages that he had on this scorecard, if you will, to to actual people. But I just thought that was interesting how they think they don't even know for sure. But they think that when it says Davy White in there, that was the name he used for this one young man. So and there's there's. There's so many others. There's so many others uh, cryptic messages and names in there just like that, where they're like, we think this might have been this guy, uh, and uh, but they just don't know. They're just playing the the guessing game, and, and that's what makes. I mean, aside from all the other shit he did, but that's what makes this to me like so fucking weird. And then obviously, you know, he's a madman. He's insane. Like I said, he's a he's a piece of shit. But um, man, that's that's. Um, that's a lot. We we got into this guy, and I think I need to take a shower now. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, I definitely look forward to. Uh, I'm I'm so glad I was on the show, but I look forward to never having to Google search Randy Craft again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, except the only time I ever want to see Randy Craft's name on my Google News feed again is, oh yeah, we finally got around to executing this monster. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you're right. And now that we've known or read up about this guy, I think that um, when that does happen, that'll catch our eye and be like, wait a minute, I know that guy. Well, yeah. somewhat. I don't really know him. I've know of him. You don't know him like the kid that got kicked out of his car. No one. Nope. I don't know that that kid. Like you said, there's so many different people that must be like. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like, just, you know, especially those two boyfriends that he had the, the relationships with. Like, man. I just imagine him sitting, like, the, those two guys sitting around a bar, and they're both like, man, you think you got some bad ex stories? Let me tell you about my, my ex. ex. And then they both kind of realize, like, wait a minute, we both dated this guy? Oh. <laughs> they run into each other. Uh, there must be a support group, right, for, for yeah, guys that exactly. dated this dude. Um, you know, the um, so I dated an axe murder group, you know, yeah, yeah, just like that. Now, uh, my just a quick question be, be before we, we call it a, a day if you are an ex that survived this guy, are you happy you survived, or are you a little annoyed that he didn't love you enough to kill you and stuff, <laughs> uh, stuff, uh, sock up your butt? Just wondering. 
Uh, I would imagine that they're more relieved. Okay, just um, asking. I just want to make sure. I want to ask the hard questions. <laughs> um, I've dated some pretty crazy girls. I'm glad none of them have ever. I'm sure some of them thought about murdering me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But thankfully, none of them have yet. Um, but I, I imagine if I found out like a next girlfriend who uh, was a rampant serial killer. You know what? I'll be honest. There would be that thought in my mind. It was like, was I not special enough? Right. That's what I'm saying. See, was yeah. I the guy that was so annoying? She's like, just get out. Get just out get of the out. car. You know what? I don't even want you haunting me. Just get out. Yeah. Just get out. And on that note, Pete, thank you for coming on the show. I know thank this was so a it was a weird way to start off our relationship, but but I, I like it. I think we'll uh, we'll continue on. And just so you guys know, remember. Um, you know, the uh, we're going to do a, a show, uh, Motivation Alley, with Pete alone, so you're going to find out more about him, um, you know, not this whole serial killer side. Uh, but, you know, um, I look forward to that 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 episode um, coming out later on, uh, so we can find out a little bit more about you, and especially G.I. Low, you know, um, uh, super interested in, in all that. There will be significantly less mention of socks up the butt in that That's episode. That's good. <laughs> That's good, but but still at least one or two mentions, right? Oh well, of course. Okay, I mean, you know, that can I, be I, offline if you really need it. <laughs> well, for for Pete and uh, Crystal, socks up the butt, <laughs> Reedy. I'm outside the wire, Guire. Thank you guys very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Bye bye. Are you all ready to up your drinking game? Absinthe Minded AZ is a pretty freaking amazing and super rare company. Absinthe is truly an acquired taste type of drink. People like Picasso, Hemingway, and Van Gogh were known to throw back a few. I mean, The Raven may have never been written if Edgar Allan Poe wasn't drinking this stuff. Who, by the way, was an artilleryman in the United States Army. Go Redlegs. This misunderstood spirit became legal again in the United States in 2007. And now you can try it for yourself here in AZ. Plus, co-owners Doc Ordovich and Justin Slusher are pretty cool dudes. Absence Minded is produced with 100% natural herbs based off of traditional formulations with variations to accommodate the palates of the modern drinker. Pour, sip, and enjoy. So if you want to find out more about this amazing company, go to their Facebook page or AbsenceMindedAZ.com. And their Instagram page is pretty dope. What you drinking? My favorite drink ever. Pistachio blended brew with a coffee base and a little extra shot of caffeine from Sweet's Cold Brew Coffee Company. Gotta get ready for that show, Crystal. And did you know that Sweet's Cold Brew is the first and only cold brew coffee shop in the state of Arizona? It's for rad people only. I'm rad. The only thing that would make them better is if they sold beer and wine. Funny you should say that. Just check out their menu at sweetsbrew.com. That's sweets with a Z in the middle. Uh, they also got an awesome Instagram page. Sweet Stash is a home-baked business specializing in cake pops, brownies, cakes, and more. Celebrate your special occasions with all of your favorite people. If we're at a party and they have Sweet Stash, I know where Mario will be by the cake pop stand. To place your orders, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Mmm, Catino Sauce Company has the sexiest, hottest, hot, 
<clears throat> no, no, that's all wrong. Hold on. Katino is the sexiest, hottest, hot, hot sauce. Damn it. That's all wrong. What no. are you doing? Trying to record this ad for Katino Sauce Company. Katino? You mean the best damn hot sauce on the planet with tons of flavors like jalapeno, habanero, chipotle, birdie, and all kinds of others I can't pronounce. They also have amazing limited flavors like mango and blueberry. Yep, that's it. My favorite is ghost. It makes my butt burn. <laughs> you gotta act fast though, because they're always selling out of that one. Okay. Just visit katinosauce.com for more flavors and customized bundles. Also, go ahead and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. My homeboy and CEO of Katino Sauce Company, Jacob, will appreciate that. Um, where are you off to? I'm going to check out Alien Donuts. They are a funky, hip donut concept with planetary beats and out-of-this-world treats. They have vegan, gluten-free, classics, specialty, and space-themed donuts. Yum. What else do they got? They also offer nitro brew coffee, rocket shakes, and freshly made ice cream. And how can I find them, Crystal? Well, they are located in the heart of Old Town Scottsdale on 5th Avenue. You can also find them on Facebook, Instagram, or AlienDonuts.com. Donuts stop believing.